Sunday Gravy. Welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is a podcast based on recent sermons of High Point Community Church, as well as anything else that just happens to be on our mind. If you would like to contact us, you'll find all of our information at highpointcommunitychurch.org or highpoint.community. And now on with the show. Welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is Blake. I'm joined by Pastor Joey Hill. Hello, hello. And Miss Tiffany Wilson. What's up? And uh, today is July 6th, 2023. We're coming to you to review Sunday, July 2nd, 2023. So it is, um, it's Thursday and we're just now getting to record the podcast because of the July 4th festivities. Happy birthday, America. America. Mark. Did y'all do anything fun for the 4th or... Before that, it's been a while since we recorded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or what is it? Just a week? We missed a week. Yeah, but it feels mm-hmm. it no, feels been, like two because we're so far into this week. But we only skipped one. We didn't do it last week, right? Because I was in Nashville, and then and I was at the beach. You were at the beach, and then now we're already Thursday into mm-hmm. this week, so almost two weeks. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So what's what's been going on? Then we got a lot of catching up to do. Mm-hmm. What what all happened? Well, I've been running the church while you guys have been playing. So. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Kidding. Wow. Kidding. Wow. <laughs> she has. Oh, no, my goodness. I, um, but it's true. It is true. <laughs> and we've been, I actually took advantage, took the kids mm. swimming, went up to the campgrounds a little bit with uh, my aunt and uncle were camping, took one of my kids, so I took the other one up there and joined them for a day and Mm. Played some cards while it thunderstormed and went for a walk in the woods. So that was mm. fun. Have you guys seen the water park in Coleman? Mm-hmm. I've heard about it. I haven't been up there. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I thought like maybe it was like a splash pad, but it is no. not. It yeah. is a serious water park. It's a full on, yeah. So they had the slides. They had the pool, the the aquatic center yeah. with, a, with a couple of slides mm-hmm. to begin with, and now they've like added to that. That's blown insane. It up. I've heard it's really cool, but I haven't gone up there because I figure it's really busy right now since it just opened. I have never sat on a, like, you know, city board or city council or anything like that. But if I did, that would probably be a number one aim for me is our city city needs a water park. Hmm. Because (laughs) I'm telling you. We can build yeah, a water win, park. Win, 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 win. We can build a water park. We can go get a couple of uh, slipping slides and put them in the amphitheater over here. I think, Are you trying I think Corner to, needs a water park. <laughs> I was just going to say, here it comes. Are you trying to run for mayor of Corner? Is that what you're okay, trying to get incorporated? First, first off, everybody knows that's George Mitchell. Uh, <laughs> anybody brings in the Dollar General is the next mayor. That's all I got to say. But, uh, yeah, no, no, no. We need a we need a post office first. So Anyway. You got to incorporate. But, yeah. So what what else is going on? Anything? I, I mean, you know. You, you had a camp. I did. I had a camp up in, um, well, I say Nashville, but the church was from Nashville. It was Fellowship Church in Mount Juliet, which is kind of in the suburbs of Nashville. And they took their students over to Memphis to have a camp there. And they brought me in to be the camp pastor. And the cool aspect of it was the youth pastor there is Brian Early, who used to yeah go here yeah. and nice. he actually came here and god used this place to heal him 
and prepare him for what was next in his ministry. Hmm. And now he literally like just sings the praises of of all of you guys that have been involved in in his life. And so a lot of a lot of stuff and of course a lot of talk about Sipsy, Alabama. Yeah. You were in uh, you were in Memphis? It was Memphis, right outside of Memphis. Yeah. Where in Memphis? Um, it's called the Grove at Red Oaks Lake. So, nah, I'm trying to think some of the towns I went through, but were you? It's to the it's to the east of Memphis, like okay. back towards Nashville along I-40. Yes, yes. And by the way, they had some serious storms go through there. Mm. I mean, I'm talking massive trees, a lot of power outages. And when I got to Tennessee, because you know we. We go up that corridor, corridor X through Mississippi and then into Memphis. And once I got into Memphis, I had to stop and get gas. Mm-hmm. Not going to happen. Mm. Really? Every single gas station, all of their pumps were messed up. Like wow. you just boom, boom. I finally found one. It was getting ugly. I thought I was about to have to get out and push, but finally found a gas station. I could get some gas and get to the camp. But anyway, it was mm. a good camp and uh, great to see Brian. And, you know, shout out to them. They, they all you know, know about Sunday gravy. And so they're, they're going to be listening in. So shout out to them. And yeah. Did you get you some uh, barbecue as you were going through? Memphis? You know, I thought about rendezvous. I really did. You got to be committed. I know. It's like downtown and alley is. down there. It is. It's good. Yeah. It was one of those camps where you park your car and you don't get back in it to the end of the week. Cause you're golf carting it around and stuff. So I got you. Yeah. So there was no chance for Memphis barbecue, but if I could, I would have gone to Rendezvous. Their potato salad alone really? is mm. worth going. Yes. I'm not a tater salad guy. Oh, you would be at this place. I don't like tater salad. Mm. <laughs> I don't like eggs. You need to stop calling it tater salad. Wait, I don't like what, eggs. What potato salad have you eaten that has eggs in it? I thought it all had eggs in it. No. Yeah, it does. No. What's well, in potato salad? It's like mayonnaise potatoes and mustard and potatoes. <laughs> Maybe some seasoning of some sort. What? A lot of mayonnaise. Yeah. A lot I don't of mayonnaise. Like, I don't like mayonnaise. You've been eating the wrong potato salad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like mayonnaise. And I don't like, you said mustard. Sometimes. I don't like mustard. What else is in potatoes? Potatoes. <laughs> I like, like potatoes. potatoes. <laughs> you like potatoes. <laughs> Blake just wants some potatoes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. We didn't do much for the fourth, though. How about y'all? I mean, we literally just. So it went into a cave and just disappeared. So I was in, I was in, I was at the beach the week while you were at the camp. Mm-hmm. I was at the beach and um, while Tiffany was here running the church. Yeah. <laughs> so we were, well, my mom had planned like this big family vacation where it was my family, my brother's family, and then my mom and dad. And we all stayed in, you know, like one house or whatever. And she had planned this for a really long time. And so we, uh, we stayed the whole week. Well, then Cassidy's family, her parents were coming down the Saturday that we were, that my parents' vacation was ending. Yeah. And so the plan was to go over there, but I just, I had already missed one Sunday, the Sunday before, and I didn't want to miss another. So I came on back with my parents. And then the plan was maybe for me to go back down later this week around the fourth or whatever. But, um, you know, it just had a lot going on. So mm-hmm. I've, but so my family, my wife and kids are still at the beach. <laughs> So they've been, uh, we were adding it up. You need to take the bass out of your voice when you say <laughs> Still. Oh, I don't care. I don't care. It's fine. Other than me having to take care of the malty dog, whatever his name is. <laughs> <laughs> you say it like it's a snack. <laughs> it's like, 
I forget malt vinegar. I forget what it's. There's so many <laughs> malty. There's so many malty things out there that I forget what it is. I'm thinking of Whoppers, the candy. You know, it's like yeah. malted malted yeah. milk uh-huh. balls. Milk balls. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I uh, yeah. So they they're still there, and so I've been running solo. Well, not solo. I've got the dog. Me and the dog mm. all week this week, but they'll be back before this Sunday. Yeah. So I have a pet update. Yeah. Yes. Did you get a new one? So Did you, get you know, that? I told you our our houses where cats go to die. Yeah. They just disappear. Like, yeah. and we love on them, and they just go away. We'll, we might. We, we we're pretty sure one of them. We think we saw a sighting, a few sightings at the Jiffy Check, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Went up there and got him a glass they, bottle of coke and never came down back. Is he up there shooting pools? <laughs> I'm just telling you, the grass is always greener on the other side when you're a cat. And um, Couldn't say so, no to that Hunt's Brothers so, pizza. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't do Hunt's Brothers. They, they got don't. a hot bar. No, they got a hot bar. <laughs> they got some good chicken fingers there. I give them that. But so, yeah, so he, uh, yeah, so anyway, so the we were catless and apparently. My wife thinks if you don't have a cat, you're gonna have that mice. is open season for every animal in the woods to come to our house. Yeah, like snakes, you name it. Mm. And so apparently, it would be Noah's Ark if we didn't have <laughs> kit, cats there. And so anyway, she winds up finding through a you know a you know associate they have kittens. An associate. associate. What's I'm trying like, not to throw her under the like bus. She like Breaking Bad or something. I don't. I don't want to throw her under the bus. Uh, but anyway, she, she, she messed up and went. You know, she come in. She's like, Hey, I know where there's some kittens. <laughs> and, and my wife, it's over. So we now have two kittens. Two. Two. Not just one. Because because one's gonna die or one or, or end up at the jiffy check it'll doing be dope like, or something. You know, but it'll be lonely. That's exactly what it is. And yeah. and there's like a thing like cats stay with you when they have a friend. Yeah. We have two. We have two cats. Okay. Cats are evil. We don't have cats. Yeah. They are polar. evil. But and now we've got this little dog and it'll Descendants like Descendants of Pharaoh from Egypt. Mm. It goes and the, the two cats we have, they are legit like mousers. Like they kill everything and then drag it up and drop it on the porch like look at my offering. <laughs> look what I brought you. You know, you're not helping my case. Yeah, but, man, they anyway. kill everything. They but, kill everything. But they also take over everything. So these kittens are in cages. They put them in um, one of our kids' bathroom, and now they can't use the bat use that particular bathroom. So one of them's getting ready in the guest bathroom, and it's like all because of these two cats. But the end goal is they're just going to stay outside, right? Yeah, they'll be outside cats, but they're just so small. They're kittens. Yeah. yeah. Now they're cute. I ain't gonna lie, they're cute. If you put them outside now, they will be the prey. They 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 will be halt food. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> but mm. yeah, that that multi poo it like runs out on our deck and gets to the screen door and just like gets up on the screen and barks at the cats while they're eating. Mm-hmm. And they look at it like if that screen wasn't there, <laughs> I, will I will disembowel you, you the next Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> and they could they absolutely oh, yeah. could oh yeah mm. 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 well so anyway I, I have a project that i finished up recently and since i shared it here i have to share 
the oh. result. I finished whittling my bird. Oh. <laughs> oh. Blake is not impressed. Blake, you're about to say that's Wait. a doorstop. Is that what you're about to say? <laughs> it looks a lot like a doorstop. It looks I like a I think that's a good that's a It's good not job. meant to have a lot of detail. It's just meant to be like a oh, abstract. abstract. Yeah, just like a Is that an excuse for not no. having a lot of detail? <laughs> I see the bird. I see, well, I the, see bird. the bird too. I mean, it looks like a, a doorstop with like a nipple on it. <laughs> That's the bird's beak. I know man. it's the bird's beak. beak. Me, I understand let that. It. Let me hold this thing. Let me look at this thing. It, I see the bird's face. I see it. Do I you? see the wings on the side. I'm impressed. Right. So, confession. Okay. Whittling by hand. Yes. Way too slow of a process for me. <laughs> Not your thing. You Not my a, thing. Would you use a Dremel tool? I went and bought a Dremel. Oh, my word. Oh, I see the circular <laughs> marks now. I, I, I was going to give you... But I will no, say... I was going to call you out. for the details. As soon as I touched it, I was going to call you out on that. Because it's too smooth. Because it well, was too smooth. Not because it's smooth. Because you could have sanded it, yeah. but I could, t- I could see the you circular. Did, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I will <laughs> say, I really enjoyed like using the Dremel to... To work on it. It was it was kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's so different than <laughs> Papa out on the front porch whittling. <laughs> hmm. But I I like it. I if too. you were to paint this, cool. yeah, it would you look just like a bird. Stuff. Like if you, you can, were to paint this, it would look like a bird. Or it may paint. look like a painted doorstop with a nipple. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I keep saying that. <laughs> Please stop. Okay. <laughs> just stop it. But hey, hey, I, I think that's a good job. I, I think I think Joe you did a good job. Joe is signaling me to give applause. We'll I, do it, we'll do I it think like, it deserves we'll it. We'll do it that much. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think we should. Uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? It's still applause. Like you mix the sounds. <laughs> I think we should we t- should take a picture and put it on our Instagram. So everyone can see. Everyone can see it, and let them judge. Does that does that mean I have to take it? Let's see. Sure. Send it to Wait, our, no, I don't our have social media the, uh, specialist. Yeah, I don't have the oh, Sunday right. Gravy. Instagram. Oh, I don't have Sunday Gravy either. We'll, well you to want to take it. a picture of it? We'll take a sure. picture and send it to the person who does. <laughs> the secret or secret. We know who she is. Our we know who she is. We don't want to say her name. Our associate. She's on another <laughs> podcast and we can't we're not allowed to say her name. Title of this episode, Doorstop Nipples. <laughs> I'm kidding. We're not. I know. I'm never saying it. I'm like, never sharing anything <laughs> non-church no, related with Tim, you guys again. Tim, <laughs> keep adventuring yourself out there. Like keep putting keep it exploring. out there. You're going to find your thing. You're going to find the hobby that doesn't require a Dremel. I promise you. It's because there. actually, I don't think that would be a really functional doorstop since this doesn't touch the ground. You know what I'm saying? You need to stop. So you need to do another one. <laughs> The kit came with two blocks, just so you know. I'm so mean. I will make another bird, and I will write your name on it. You can put it on your desk. I think you should make a bust of Blake. I think that that would be... Yes. And then it could sit on his desk as a reminder of your talent. Yeah. And his criticism. And make it abstract like that. (laughs) I would love to know. No, I want it detailed. (laughs) I want you to get my my scruffy beard in mm. it. <laughs> my goodness, mm. that's that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, um, thank you for bringing anyway, that. I thought from this angle, it looks like, like a seal. Know. By the way, yeah, I thought it, our listeners would enjoy an update <laughs> on Mama Whittles news update. <laughs> I have a uh, 
I have an animal update as well. Oh, wow. Oh, boy. Nice transition. <laughs> Say what? <laughs> All right, this comes from Tiffany, actually. I'm getting pretty good at finding these things. Let's she's, go. She's actually, probably I, better at it than I am. I didn't find this one. A listener sent it to us. Send really? It to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A listener. Let's go. This is recent. Mm-hmm. July 3rd. Oh, wow. 2023. Smith Lake. And this is on Fox News. Mm. It's legit. <laughs> it mm. is legitimately <laughs> conservative news. Here we go. <laughs> Uh, you ready for this, Joey? Yes. Mexican politician. Easy. <laughs> this is our second Mexican politician. I know. Here, by the way, what's up, man? I'm going to run for office I in Mexico. I lost half my Mexican friends last time. <laughs> I'm but. running for office in Mexico. The Mexican politician marries alligator-like reptile in ancestral ceremony to bring good luck. <laughs> Joey has no expression. <laughs> what you want to say is, say what? Say what? Okay. <laughs> Read that one more time. The headline? Yeah, sure. Mexican politician mm-hmm. marries alligator-like reptile in ancestral ceremony to bring good luck. So what is an alligator-like reptile? A caiman. Okay. You know what a caiman is? Yes. It's, yeah. it's just it's like, like a big it, giant lizard type thing? No, it's just like an alligator. Like it's just like an alligator. Is it smaller? I think they're. The same oh size? my word! My phone Blade? is going off. Ooh. Sorry about that. Who is that. it? Who's calling me? Yeah, who is? Lee Markham. What's up, Lee? Um, Shout out, Lee. I could have answered You're and just put him now. on. Put him on the <laughs> podcast. He would have. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, I'll read you some of the the actual news story. A Mexican mayor married an alligator-like reptile. Named Princess Girl, that was the, that was the Cayman's name in a centuries-old ancestral ritual that is be- believed to bring good luck to his tribe. Victor Hugo Sosa, the mayor of San Pedro, Humualula, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I messed that one up. Nice in, job. In the southern Mexican state of, I got, I know how to pronounce this, Oaxaca, which it starts with an O, by the way. Mm. <laughs> anyway, he married a seven-year-old Cayman last Friday in a ceremony that has occurred in the town for 230 years to mark a truce between the indigenous Chantal and Hueve, according to Sky News. Married an alligator. Quote, I accept responsibility because we love each other. (laughs) And that's what he did not say that. He's into it. (laughs) And that is what is important. (laughs) He did not say that. He 1,000%. Hey, honey, what's for dinner? Did he kiss the bride? (laughs) Sosa told the reporters after the marriage ceremony, hey, you can't have marriage without love. I yield to the marriage with Princess Girl. (laughs) Y'all are making this up. This is not real. Fox News, bro. He did kiss it, and there's a picture. There's a picture of him kissing it at the ceremony, but the funniest thing about him kissing it, you see? <laughs> He's the, got her mouth the alligator's close. mouth is strapped. Shut. I was about to say so it has buy. to be strapped. <laughs> He's kissing it on the head. He's kissing the alligator on. The, it looks just like an alligator. He's kissing it on the top of the head. Uh, my goodness! Why is your phone not silent? I thought it was. Here, let me put it on. Do not disturb. Is it your laptop? It's my laptop, and but it's because I don't have. Okay. Popular guy today. 
Yeah. I wonder how many guys right now that are listening are actually coming up with jokes about the day they got married to their wife. <laughs> oh, right. And the whole about strap alligator. in the mouth thing. Yeah. I remember when I married an alligator. They mm. before the marriage, the alligator. Womp, 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 womp. <laughs> Let's see, it was dressed up in a colorful garb and paraded from house to house through the town where locals <laughs> were able to hold and dance with it. The creature was later adorned with a white bridal dress for the marriage ceremony that took place at the town hall. Can y'all imagine what the alligator's thinking? <laughs> like, what is happening? Yeah. So, it's just a culture. It's just a Mexican culture it, thing. You know. Is it? Everybody goes is down there. Is it really? Marries 230 an years they've been doing this. Reporters snap so photos. Is, so of, is idol worship, but I mean, ain't that to say? <laughs> reporters I mean. snap photos of Sosa kissing the head of the caiman whose mouth was tied shut, so she did not bite. <laughs> so here's the deal. Look, he at did it. this because you see the alligator it, in the wedding dress. You have got to be kidding me. <laughs> that true story really happened. So. He did this because he is running for office and he wanted good luck. Is that why he did office. it? He's already in office. He's mayor. Well, yeah. then, the point? I wonder if he's, like, already married. I'm, now we've so got, we got some legal issues. It says it's, it's like polygamy a, going on here. There's somebody going to owe that alligator alimony. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if the alligator signed a prenup. I want to know who came up with this because, like, <sighs> it's been going on 230 years. It's a sign of a treaty between two groups of people. Yeah, it's yeah. But whose idea was who's it to the go, first one? Yeah, here's here's the sign that we're keeping the treaty every year. Someone's going to marry an alligator. <laughs> like, because normally <laughs> in the human world, if two countries or two kingdoms were at war, they would marry their children together mm-hmm. to create a treaty. So is it a treaty but with the somehow alligators? somehow the alligator. Well, because the alligator, I don't, I'm wondering if it's like a situation where like one tribe one one out and like this is their way to like remember that, but like diss on the other. So anybody from the Oaxaca area, call up and correct me. <laughs> please, please, but please. Because the Maybe reason they, I say that is because he's representing like the leader of their tribe and princess girl. The alligator is representing the Hawaii princess. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? That was like Maybe the, it's the, like a treaty, like what you're talking about. Yeah, like the Hawaii had something that his people needed, and so this was the way to get on their good side. And so, in 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 historical fact, was the leader, the king of this tribe, married the Hawaii princess. But now, to remember back on it, they substitute. An alligator for the Hawaii. You see what I'm saying? It's like a, it's like a, like a 230 year old dig that they take every year at them. Does that make sense? But who agreed to this? I don't know. Anyway, whatever. That's messed up. What traumatic event had to happen to you as a child to grow up and say, "Yes, I will marry the alligator." Yeah, I I think I'm warming up to this idea a little bit better because I'm, I'm begin, I'm getting the vibe here with them that. It's no different than, say, a Georgia fan and Uga. No, 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 no. Nobody marries Uga. No, but <laughs> I know for a fact that Uga, people want him to be a part of their wedding. They like they believe it's good luck. Okay. 
You see where I'm going with this? Yeah, but and so <laughs> he like, don't step in there no, and take the place of the bride. No, he doesn't. <laughs> and I'm not saying this is it, but it, it's the idea of elevating animals to uh, you know, like a status of like, I don't know, superstition. I right? Because I mean, you've got I mean, you got Uga, you got Ralphie the Buffalo, you got do y'all know what LSU's tiger's name is? Uh it's, I feel like I should. It's not Tony. It's not, <laughs> no, Tony. it's not Tony. No. That would be great. <laughs> no. I want to be like Mike. Mike. Oh. That's it. What about the that. what about the Tennessee dog? Uh Smokey. Nice. Are you got a list of them? Oh yeah. I'm sitting here looking All right, at them. Hit me. Hit me All right. Up. Uh let's see. What about the Navy? The goat. It's a ram, ain't it? Mm-mm. It's a goat. But it looks like a ram because the horns go back around behind it. But it's a goat. This is named Billy. Bill. 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 What is the Nailed what it. is the Buckeye's name? Um, Bucky. That's not right, not, is it? It's not. No, it starts with an O, doesn't it? Mm-mm. It starts with a B. Is it Buckeye Bill? Mm-mm. What is it? Brutus. Brutus. I knew that. Ah, I knew Brutus. that. Brutus. Yes. There's yes. people screaming at their radio. I know. <laughs> uh let's see. I was trying to I'm trying to do the ones that are actual animals. Yeah. yeah. You took a left turn, man. I did. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> think, no, here's the Look, deal. I, I'm on, Why can't you just hear this and okay. be like, man, they get crazy down there in Mexico? <laughs> What they drinking down there? No, they just get crazy. I, I'll be honest with you. I'm not trying to segue into the next deal, but I am saying, like, in since we're in this worship series, mm-hmm. I am all in this like studying of the idol worship stuff. Mm. So, I, 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 you know, I mean, I know it makes a lousy god, but man, football is just is king mm. down here, y'all. Yeah, I bet yeah. I could get a. I bet I could get a good bit of those. Um, I might be overconfident. Like, just ask me them until I get one, <laughs> and then we'll get a ratio. Okay. Well, Big Al, <laughs> Albie. That's cheating. No, it's Those not. Too what, easy. what is Wisconsin's name? It's the Badger, by the way. Yeah, I know it's a Badger. Is it Bucky the Badger? Bucky, nice. What about what about Arkansas's the Hog? The Hog. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Mm. I've heard this before. You know what? Turns out I'm not as good at this as I thought I would be. Mm. Big Red. Big Red. I knew that. Mm-hmm. Colonel Reb. They well, retired Colonel Reb. Yeah, they, they did. don't have him anymore. Yeah, Ole Miss. Hmm. What about uh, the Texas A&M dog? Oh, I know this. Mm-hmm. Uh, trebly? Close. Revely. Revely. Mm-hmm. Why well, say trebly? <laughs> trebly. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of acapella groups. In what the about the, the North Carolina Tar Heel? What's his name? Is it a dog? No, that's a... Uh, oh, you're talking about the ram? Yeah. They have a ram. That's a ram, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. 
I'm not as good. Ramesses. That's a cool <laughs> No, it's not. Ramesses, let my hey, people oh, go. Dude, <laughs> just keep it as spiritual here. All right. What about the Washington Husky? I don't know, man. I said I'm not as good like, at this well, as I thought I would listen be. Listen to this name. Dubs. <laughs> I love that. Real Duh. creative. <laughs> oh I like that. Oh, like my that. gosh. Oh, man. There's so... There's like 25 of them. Yeah, people do worship football. Speaking of things we worship. <laughs> do it. Do it. We, have the, we need some theme music to, to transition into the... Uh, oh, hold on. What's the South Carolina Gamecocks rooster's name? Oh, no. It, it's cocky, isn't it? Nope. What is it? Sir Big Spur. <laughs> <laughs> That's like... Some of my dog names. I wanted to name uh I wanted to name our dog the Malty Poo. I wanted to name it uh something maybe Harry Potter or mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings or whatever. Yes. Nobody went for Dumbledog. I wanted to call it Dumbledog. <laughs> <laughs> or uh Chewbarka. Chew. <laughs> Chewbarka. <laughs> and they were like, No, Dad, it's a girl. I was like, Okay, that's easy. Catherine Zeta Bones. <laughs> Uh, I got well, I got one for you. All right, this is the last one. Okay. Temple the Temple Owl. <laughs> it's got to be Hootie. <laughs> it's not. No, not okay. at all. Owly. No, you're gonna love this. <laughs> okay. Stella. Oh wow. Stella. Stella. What's yeah. that to do with owls? I know, right? It's like a stripper name. <laughs> Easy. No. Stella. Uh, I like the name Stella. Speaking of worshiping the wrong thing. Um, <laughs> Part one of our series, Inhabit, was mm. this past Sunday, July the 2nd. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Part one. It's good to see it made an impact on all y'all. I've got notes. <clears throat> Speaking of impact, Joey made everybody cry. He did. Ouch. You started off with a story of um, Atlanta Fest, and you were emceeing, and they were... Uh, Cash and Crowns was going to do. you want to tell that the story? The last mess- I'm, I'm really bad at messing up. You started off with a story and it was yeah, and something about it, and then you ended up smoking or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then you was over uh, there and you was like, I didn't know it was going to barbecue. I, I, I not believe you just said. You, you have no business. Oh, take it back. <laughs> Try to take it back. This you can't. To, oh, it's I'm out not there now. This will have to be Everybody in the world is going to ask you Mark now Hall, why. Mark Hall walked up and said, I didn't know y'all was going to have barbecue. Blake, you. <laughs> All right, I'm good. Oh, my. So you told you told the story about you. You're okay. probably gonna have to edit this. No, I'm not yeah. editing it. Oh, no, why? Why? Yes. Why? Yes. Why? <laughs> no, man. Okay. It's good. Don't nobody Send know. Send all Don't complaining emails to Blake Wingo at High Point Community Church. <laughs> yeah, that's not a real email address. <laughs> no, it's B Wingo, right? No, Just Blake. is it not B Wingo? Just Blake. It's Blake. Is it Blake? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you can send them there. I don't care. Show you how many emails I send, Blake. <laughs> I, I just call. But you started off um, with a story about <laughs> Atlanta Fest. Yes. And Mark Hall, lead singer from Casting Crowns, was losing his voice, and he came off stage. And yeah, you want to tell the story? 
Yeah, so he comes off stage and he hands me the mic and he's like giving me, he's like, go out there, I'm done. Like, I don't have a voice. But the crowd starts chanting because they're the last act of the night. Yeah. And the crowd starts chanting um, in the storm, in the storm, because they had not sung one of their more popular songs at that time. Right. Which is, I'll praise him in the storm. And they gathered in a circle and I heard Mark say, let's do it for Aaron. And so he goes back out and... Um, he can't talk, but he can sing. It's odd. Like when he talked, his voice was gone, but when he sang, his voice was fine. And so they went out and sang that song, and it was one of the more powerful endings to one of the Atlanta Fests um, that yeah. I've ever been a part of. And so I, and I thought when he said Aaron, I thought he was talking about a guy like A A R O N, like a Aaron. 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 But he was talking about Aaron, E R I N, and he was talking about. This uh, ten-year-old girl, Erin Browning, that was the inspiration for the song, right? And uh, and it was a uh, it was a tough story for her. Yeah. So you you read uh, Psalm twenty-two. Yeah. What what verses was that? Verse three. Verse three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you have it there? Do you I do. Read? I do. It says uh, this is the King James Bible okay. version, just because it uses the word inhabit, which is our right. series theme. Um. But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Okay. And what word was it that was the word yashab? Yashab. Yeah, that is the word there for inhabitest. Uh, okay. Inhabit or, because a lot of people have heard that phrase, God inhabits the praises of his people. This mm-hmm. is where they get it from, right? And mm-hmm. so, um, so. When you look at the other translations like ESV and NIV, you're, it doesn't use the word inhabit. It uses the word enthroned, hmm. you know. And so when you look the word up, the Hebrew word there, the Hebrew word is yashab, which means to sit or sit down or to joil. Yeah. And so that's why you hear a lot of people who are in that worship world, they'll say God inhabits the praises of his people and we want God to sit down on this place. Kind yeah. of mindset, so, right? Yeah, I like that part because you kind of went into, um, you kind of went into a section there where you were, I won't, I mean, somewhat critical, but you were really just kind of expounding on how people misinterpret that a lot, yeah. Uh, yeah. how people misinterpret that that phrase a lot, yeah. that God inhabits the praises of His people, and the the statement that you made that really kind of resonated with me there that I that I put in my notes was, um. You know, there's a problem, or I remember, I won't remember exactly how you say it. You can you can clarify this, but essentially, what you said is essentially it's there's an issue when you we start thinking that the presence of God mirrors our emotions. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, Did no, that's that? exactly right. I mean, like you know, our it's the idea that our worship ushers in the presence of God, you know, mm-hmm. and then yeah. He'll show up and show out. And he'll sit down on this place and dwell among us. And and I just wanted to be honest with everybody and say, you know, that I'm I am a feely type person. I I feel the moment and I feel the presence of God in the room. And I love when the posture of worship is evident of that fact. Right. Um, but because I do, I love holy goosebumps, chills run up and down my spine, and any listener right now knows what I'm talking about when you walk into a room and the air is so thick you can cut it with a knife. Mm-hmm. It just it just feels like the spirit is there in the room. Um, but I, I have also been guilty because I have a tendency to 
to succumb, if you will, to feelings, um, it's easy for me to think that certain songs can usher in the presence of God. It's, right. Like I've even said, man, you sing that song, God's in the room. Yeah. Right. And it's just because of the way people respond and react to it and stuff. And so, you know, and I, I even said, you know, some of you might be wondering, well, what's wrong with that? And I said, not much if you're not splitting hairs. But mm-hmm. if you really want to look at this, um, we when we start to think that the presence of God mirrors how we feel in worship, um, then we're getting away from really what Scripture teaches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we're we're kind of falling into the culture of worship, and we're forgetting what God's word says, and uh, and and then I just kind of went into some examples of like how people how that can people can use that and mis and how they misuse that is especially when they're maybe church shopping and grading a church, right? Yeah. How did that? I I, I was interested to get y'all's thoughts on when I got into that portion of this message. How did yeah. that hit y'all? Oh no, yeah, for sure. I mean, it definitely resonates with me. Um, because of, um, you know, I've had background in like, you know, charismatic church and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And so it definitely resonated with me there. I kind of knew where you were going and what you were talking about. Um, at some point you read Psalm 139. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. I, what, how did you get into Psalm 139? I couldn't remember. Um, basically kind of going off that like church shopping thing. It's like, you know, the three things were, you know, you, what, the three things people judge a church on is how friendly the church felt when you walked in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this. How yeah. powerful we felt the presence of God in the worship. Mm-hmm. And then three, did the pastor preach the Bible in a way I can understand it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are the three boxes that a lot of people are looking for. But I just challenged the whole idea of, like, what if none of those boxes got checked for you? Yeah. Does right. that mean God's not in the room? Does that mean this church is dead? And that's when I – that led me to Psalms 139 because um, – it, it, if none of those boxes are checked, um, you still have to deal with the fact that God still brought you to that church for yeah, a reason. Yeah, yeah. And and this series, what I really want to do is teach our people to learn that worship is not feeling those holy goosebumps and chills, but that it's a response to the presence of God in the room. Mm-hmm. The presence of God in the room doesn't come because you're feeling those things. Yeah. And so uh, Psalms 139 is where where David said, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If, if I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn or if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me and your right hand will hold me fast. And I said... I don't want to, this may be a line you wrote, but according to David in that Psalm, what he's saying is this, the presence of God is not limited to a certain set of environmental conditions. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, I like that. Mm. I was actually re-listening to the sermon last night and this morning just because we were doing the podcast later in the week, and I said, I was thinking about that. You know, you talk about on one side you have your church shoppers who are investigating a church, and they're like, oh, does it feel right? Mm-hmm. On the other side, you've got your church staff who's planning a service. And like you said in your sermon, you were like, you know, I've been tempted to say things like, if you play this song, God's guaranteed to show up. It's like there's a reason we plan services and order them the way that we do. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of conversations planning around that. Mm-hmm. But it's tempting to think if we do it just right, God will show up. But that's not... It's not right. based on circumstances. It's not based on the environment we create. Right. Yeah. 
<clears throat> and there's a, and I know Joey will resonate with this, especially coming from uh, if you're someone who stands in a pulpit fairly regularly or at all, or have you know at least a, a decent amount of experience with it, you'll you kind of have certain things that are like go-tos. It may be even mm-hmm. like an entire message or it may mm-hmm. be like a certain illustration or it may be, you know, just a quick exposition of a certain scripture or whatever, but you'll have something that you can go to that you feel like always elicits a certain response. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, but, and that, that's, um, that's difficult. So now I'm kind of mm-hmm. getting off track here, but I'm saying that's difficult to wrestle with based on what we're sitting here talking about. Yeah. yeah. Because <clears throat> that will make you, this is more for like church leadership out there, if anybody who happens to be listening, that runs the risk of making you extremely cynical e- extremely quickly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know you've experienced that firsthand. Like you've been the person standing there with a microphone or doing whatever. It can, it can, this could be the same way for a worship leader. Mm-hmm. I know if when we do this key change, if I do this, the people are going to respond. That's it. You know, yeah. and that will make you extremely cynical because of what you're saying, because yeah. what you're saying is true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? Like both of these things are true. And yeah. so where does that, that's like that, that leaves you nowhere except that man is fallible. Basically, mm, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And exactly. so, and that, if you come this Sunday, I will explain why that is. Mm-hmm. Like, you will see that come this Sunday. I'll explain why we have this wrestling going on within us, which I don't know if you guys picked up on it, but it's did you find the, the dichotomy? Yeah, I use that word that the dichotomy of the message. Here I am talking about that we cannot be. We cannot trust our feelings. Like we can't, that can't be the Mm -hmm. gauge of God's presence and how I felt about something Mm -hmm. cannot be the ultimate truth about whatever it is. Um, But at the same, and and so you can't, you can't get caught up in the emotionalism of worship and the emotionalism of illustrations and messages and pastors that are passionate. And maybe they even start crying and pausing Mm -hmm. for effect or whatever. But at the same time, I told a very, emotional story yeah yeah <laughs> at the be- i sandwiched this entire sure. message with it because i want people to understand like what you just said mm-hmm. just because you hold to absolute truth doesn't mean that god doesn't want you to feel yeah right it doesn't mean that you're not supposed to feel that moment yeah. you know and 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 anyway that's I, no it's that's it's, something that most people probably didn't pick up on but i wanted to say it's a really tricky thing because like especially in regards to worship too specifically back on what we normally think about when it comes to like you know the music aspect of it mm-hmm. right um they people can um you can be you know we just, we say this jokingly a lot about all sorts of things but like you know you can be passionately wrong about something right Absolutely. <laughs> and so there are times where it's like you hear something that's like, man, that is good because it like it's your jam. Like yeah. it's in the style that you like, whether mm-hmm. you're like, you know, whatever. Most people are drawn to like a particular type of worship, whether it's like a real folky acoustic thing or maybe it's just like a real heavy drum thing or yeah. whatever. Most people have a draw when it comes to music. Sure. And then so you have to be really careful because somebody could – uh you know, and even lyrically, people are drawn to certain type of lyrics. Mm-hmm. And so you could do something that's like your jam. It's in your style of music, and it's um, and lyrically, it's like 
in the neighborhood of the type of things that you like mm -hmm. and you could get sucked into it and actually actually find yourself passionately worshiping to it mm. and it not be biblical. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah. a dangerous place to be because here's, Son. here's the truth mm. behind that at that point. And th this kind of goes in line with like, you can get up there and passionately deliver like, you know, this little exposition or this little uh, sermon illustration and mm -hmm. people be all in. You know what I mean? It's almost like that was manufactured in a way. Yes. Mm -hmm. And man, that's just so scary to me. Like mm -hmm. that's yeah. just, that's terrifying to me. And then, like you say, from the worship end of things, and this would also apply even to somebody speaking as well. But yeah. so if you think about that, like if I'm really in tune with like the particular type of sound musically that Tiffany likes and the type of lyrics that she responds to, and I'm not saying I would be doing this intentionally or mm -hmm. any worship leader would. But then I write something that's like lyrically in that neighborhood, but it's not biblically accurate. Mm -hmm. Then she could worship to it and be all in and extremely passionate about it. And the entire time she's not worshiping the God yeah. of the Bible. That's right. That's terrifying. That's uh, yeah. Yes. And it happens a lot. It and happens if, a lot. If that terrifies you, you need to come this Sunday and listen <laughs> yeah. to the message. All right. Cause that, cause we're, we're going to literally be talking about that. Can we, cause here's the question I'm going to answer. Can we worship God any way we want as long as it's sincere? Mm. That's what we're going to ask or mm. answer. We're going to ask that question and we're going to answer it. I have an answer. <laughs> but you might Just save it for the next uh, podcast. Save it for next yeah. week. Okay. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, like, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where we really, we really have to come to terms with, with our preferences and versus what is truth from scripture. And, you know, and we also have to take into account what these biblical authors, you know, their context and everything that they were writing things, which is kind of what I was trying to do with Psalms 22.3. I was trying to give them a context of that this was a messianic psalm. Yeah. Like you have to take Psalms 22.3 that God inhabits the praise of his people. You have to take that in the context that this is a psalm that's ultimately about Jesus. Yeah. No, that, that was where I was going to go next. That was okay. the next thing that was in my notes. Um, but but just some homework, if anybody's listening, for like to prepare for your message, mm -hmm. like what you said. Uh, if they're, you know, can somebody worship God any way they want as long as they're sincere mm -hmm. and passionate about it? Mm -hmm. um, to kind of look at both sides of the aisle on the, or both sides of the aisle is a bad word, but um, to kind of prepare yourself for that, to get yourself in the frame of mind. Maybe Google or do some light reading at least on uh, the normative principle and the regulative principle, and that would kind of prepare them mm. for that type of yeah. thought, yeah. that that type of thinking when yeah. before they walk in to listen to you. Yeah, speak yeah. on that. But no, I had that. That was mixed in my notes about Psalm twenty-two being a messianic psalm and it all all about being Jesus. You know, that was like um, you know the thing that came to to mind for me it was like yes of course like that i loved it when you said that because it was uh i i'm always looking for the scarlet thread mm -hmm. like in everything yeah and when when you said that it was like you know because for me as i'm reading through it, it doesn't matter if i'm old testament new testament whatever everything that happens before the cross points to it it points to it it casts light towards it mm -hmm. and everything after projects back to it points yep. back to mm -hmm. it and uh you know but isn't it funny, and this kind of goes so well with what you were talking about and so well with the series in general in regards to worship and mm -hmm. inhabit it, 
Isn't it funny how we will fight to distort and twist Scripture to make it more about us and less about Jesus? Every single time. Yep. If you come this Sunday, I'll answer that question. Blake's <laughs> <laughs> getting way ahead. <laughs> You're all over the but, message. But bro. isn't, isn't it funny it. how we do that? Though? Yes. Like I mean, yes. I mean, it's not funny. It's it's sad, and it's it's, it's a reality, and it's scary. Yeah. It's scary, but mm-hmm. we will we will intuitively. <laughs> now you can apply whatever word you want to there. I would say intuitively, but fleshly. Yeah. It is your intuition to fight and to war internally to make those words about you. Yes. Mm-hmm. versus yeah, about Christ. Perfect yeah. example. Perfect example. We have tons of people who love our church but they they just cannot go here because we don't have a choir. Yeah. Mm. The, if we had a choir I dare say the people that come here probably would not go here. Right. Yeah. Like eventually they would move on and go, y'all aren't what I thought you were. Yeah. So the question is this, is High Point wrong for not having a choir or are they right for not having a choir? Yeah. And how is that, the answer to that question, not still about the people attending? Yeah. You see yeah. what I'm saying? It's to your point. Mm-hmm. It's all a, it's it's all self directed, mm-hmm. not throne directed. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, you as you're getting close to the end, you read. I like the Spurgeon quote that you read. Mm. Mm. Do you have it? Can you read? I it? do. I do. I do. Or, but I, I mean, I think to the point of it being a messianic psalm. To the, I know I missed a bunch. Of stuff. Well, to the listener, <laughs> I just want them to know the reason it's a messianic psalm is because like there are like four different major things in this psalm that were a part of the crucifixion. Yes. You know, yes. like here in this psalm, you've got the, verse one says. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that is <laughs> exactly what Christ said, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. And uh, and and that's how he described that moment when God forsook him. And then also the 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 enemies, the hate hatefulness of the enemies, and then as well his hands and feet being pierced is mm-hmm. also in this. And then gambling for his clothes, yep. lots cast for his clothing. All of that is in this psalm. And every single one of them can be, you know, point to you know, the fulfillment of it is in the New Testament yeah. and, and the death of Christ. But, uh, yeah, but ultimately, the the whole point is that David, David was talking about his own life. Yeah. But ultimately foreshadowing what would come. Yeah. And so really this is more about Jesus. And I think you have to take that into account because... Because you have to understand what, where Jesus was in that moment on the cross when he became sin for us and God had to look away. Yeah. The Father had to look away. Um, I, I, I did quote, I'm going to read the Spurgeon quote, but a Trap had, I like Trap. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was, he said, th- talking about cross in that moment, it said, then it was that, then it was that he felt in soul and body the horror of God's displeasure against sin for which he had undertaken. Like, it was almost like Jesus himself didn't fully grasp in his human form, the human side of him didn't fully grasp the what it would be to have the Father turn. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. In that moment. And Spurgeon, this is the quote you liked, because I think Spurgeon just handles the, the cross so well. 
He said, it was necessary that he, Christ, should feel the loss of his father's smile. For the condemned in hell must have tasted of that bitterness. And therefore the father closed the eye of his love, put the hand of justice before the smile of his face, and left his son to cry, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Mm. Mm. Even in, and this is, an, this is a quote from you in the message, even in distreme, extreme distress, Jesus is saying that God is holy and God is worthy. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even in his present agony, he knew that God, he was declaring God is holy and God is great. And same what David's doing here is, yeah. is in all of his suffering and everything, God, you are holy and your greatness, which is being enthroned in the praises of, of your people. Um, all of that greatness, all that, none of that changes because of my circumstances. Right. And that's what, yeah. so that's, it's basically the, the polar opposite ends of extreme agony, ext, extreme, you know, the, all the way to the extent of the cross, right? Yes. All the way to, I walked into church and they're playing my jam. You see what I'm saying? So like the entire, the entire spectrum there, the presence of God is not limited by or subject in any way to your circumstance. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, 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 and even if your prognosis is not good, right? even if you've lost your husband or wife to death or your marriage has fallen apart or you've lost your job, whatever, it doesn't matter. Just fill in the blank. He is still holy. Yeah. And he is still great. Hmm. And we, and because of those two, we can praise him in the storm. Yeah, and that's kind of that's kind that's of that's where you finished. Yeah, finished with the story of Aaron. Yeah, and showed the video of Aaron and yeah her mother and sister. Dan, you want to finish yeah, the story um, there? Yeah, so it kind of ended with you know basically um, Mark Hall. Really, they the whole band just kind of fell in love with Aaron because she was using a lot of their songs and she was performing ballet to them and witnessing to her friends, her elementary school and stuff. And I showed a video of the mom and the two sisters and her doing one of those um, after she had been diagnosed. So it was almost, it, you got, you could see it if you saw the video. It's, uh, I think you can catch it on YouTube. It's Aaron's Last Dance, um, Aaron Browning's Last Dance. And anyway, you could just almost see the mom and the sisters like saying goodbye. Almost. And yeah. and you know what really got me? And I thought it might get you as the, the littlest one. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminded me of Chloe a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when she was smaller. Yeah. And, uh, but anyway, so so Mark Hall, and, you know, they, they he tells her he's going to write this song, Praise You in the Storm. And she gets all excited and gets stoked and stuff. But I read I read this this quote from Mark where he said that, it wasn't watching Aaron that caused him to really write the song. It was Aaron's mother. Yeah. Because he said, watching Aaron's mother walk through this really showed me truth about my worship. Mm-hmm. Watching her walk through a real storm showed me that my worship was extremely situational. And so the way this ended was he was writing the song, but Aaron goes downhill real fast. And like he never gets to finish the song while she's still alive. And, uh, and so the, the basically it goes like this. Ten-year-old Aaron was put in a hospice bed in her home. 
She was in such pain and shortness of breath that in fear and, and exasperation, she could manage only one request of her mother. Remember, Mark is still watching her mother right. walk through this. Mm-hmm. And every mother out there was identifying with this moment. And so little Erin makes a request of her mother. She just tells her mom, just read the scriptures. Like, here's this 10-year-old girl in extreme pain, could barely talk, could barely breathe. She tells her mom, just read the Bible. Yeah. Just read the scriptures. And so Laurie, that's the mom, began reading the scriptures. And from 1 a.m. until 5 a.m., loved ones took turns reading aloud the Word of God over Aaron in the last cruelest stages of cancer's grip on her. Mm -hmm. And little Aaron had battled for more than three years with this. And at one point, Laurie placed her Bible on the floor and stood on it, literally standing on the Word of God as she read over her child. Aaron finally gave up her fight. Little Aaron Browning went home to be with the Lord on 424 a.m., November 1st, 2004. Laurie still doesn't fully understand what happened next. She just remembers only a tremendous peace. Mm-hmm and describes it as being under the shower of the Holy Spirit. She held Aaron's body for 90 minutes while her daughter played in heaven. It was not like how I expected her last minutes to be, Laurie said. I thought I'd be hysterical, but I wasn't. But she was where she always wanted to be. Aaron told me when she was six that she couldn't wait to get to heaven. Aaron never got to hear Casting Crown's song, but Laurie heard it. The mom heard it for the first time when Aaron's grandmother went and bought the CD on the day it was released and came to the school where Lori works and the two women sat in the car in the parking lot, listened to the song for the first time, and they just cried and cried and cried. And the article says, and they praised him through the storm. Yeah. That's worship. Yeah. Yep. It's good stuff. And yep. So, like, from the extreme... Both extremes. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, it's all, you all, people, we always say that, we always say this, like, you know, it could be worse, right? You always say that. <laughs> yeah. But it's true. And so what I'm getting at is like, like, it's true. It can always be worse. It can always be better too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so what's important is where is your heart in the midst of it? Like, are you mm-hmm. worshiping? I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. So, Anyway. Yeah, I like how I like how Mark kind of described what he took away from all that. As he said, when when things are going good in my life, my hands are up like this, mm-hmm. like praising him. But when things are going bad, my hands are palms up, like where you at, God? What's right. happening? Yeah. yeah, what's happening? Mm-hmm. So, I, I found I found that true in my life. So, well, mm. it was good. It was a good uh, good Sunday. Uh, so we got a lot coming up though. Mm. A lot yes, coming up in oh, the yeah. next few weeks. Uh, Tiffany, you want to tell us what's coming up? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Since I can't remember well, what happened yesterday or what's happening tomorrow, I don't know. Well, we got we know what we know what I'm preaching about Sunday. So there you go. Yeah. But then we've got Wednesday, right? Wednesday which night, is the bingo. We've got bingo and cookout. Bring the family. We're gonna have Wingo Bingo. Mr. Blake Wingo's hosting the Wednesday, the twelfth, July twelfth. Yeah, yeah, I can't. I can't be here. Yes, you will be. Yes, you will be. We have fun prizes. This is not bingo for money yes. or nothing, but we do have fun door prizes, and you'll you'll have a blast. And yeah, we, we, we're cooking out. It's going to be good we'll fellowship time. And I'll say this: I, I think I've said this before, but 
if you, you know, our church has multiple services, so it's easy to come here and not see everybody. Yeah. And you're talking about a great opportunity to just see that we're one church, mm-hmm. you know, that's the, and get to see people you normally don't see. Yep. It's a good time. Yep. Yeah. Pretty awesome. And then one week later on the 19th, we have Summer Flicks Movie Night. Mm-hmm. So we'll yeah, be- it was from, yeah, from being postponed in June. That will be at 630 mm-hmm. on July 19th. Yep. We'll be showing Super Mario Brothers, the new Super Mario Brothers movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As well, our students will be having a worship that night at 5. So parents, you know, if your kids are like, hey, I'm having worship service tonight, they're not lying to you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they are yes. having a worship service from 5 up until the time the movie starts. And then when they'll come out and then they'll have a movie. But our kids had an amazing camp, if you've heard a few episodes ago. And they've just hadn't had an opportunity to come together since then. So this is going to be their chance to do that. And then the uh, the following week will be VBS. Yes. That is crazy. Also Mario Brothers themed. Mm. Yes. So that'll be fun. A little hype night on the 19th and then yes. kicking off VBS on the 24th. Uh, make sure you get signed up for that, both to volunteer and for your child to attend. Mm-hmm. Um, volunteers, if you register by tomorrow, you'll get a free shirt. Yeah. So make sure to get those registrations in. You can pull up our app or our website, uh, and those buttons will be right there. So. The sign up is crushing it. So make yeah. sure you get get in there and get involved. Don't get left out. For sure. And, and then, then at the end of this month, thirtieth, the thirtieth, we're gonna have baptism. Let's go. So if you're interested in getting baptized, check out our website. We've got a little form you can fill out to let us know you're interested, and we'll get in touch and and talk details. So mm-hmm. it's gonna be awesome. It's good stuff. Anything else? Right. <laughs> Sorry. Anything? I'm about to go to sleep. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what are we going to call this episode? It's going to be something uh, about the... The bird and the alligator. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't saying that as the title, but it kind of sounded good. <laughs> yeah. We'll come up with something. All right. Have we ever come up with a name on the no. air? Okay. We talk about it, but... No. All right. Yeah. Once or twice. Have we? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Later. See ya. See. Sandy Grevy.